0: All right, back by popular demand, we've got UFC expert Magic Mike. He's in the studio with us. Uh, welcome back to the Mowers Club, Mike. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, massive day tomorrow for UFC, UFC 295. Uh, two title fights, bunch of other really exciting fights. Can we start with the headline? Uh, not 100% sure how to pronounce his name because he, he's Georgian. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Jiri, Jiri Pichuzka, Um he fights Alex Pereira. So Alex Pereira is the scary-looking Brazilian guy who fought Izzy Adesanya twice. They're fighting for the uh, light heavyweight title. Yeah, it's a big, big fight. Like, if you look at Alex
1: Pereira, double champ in uh, glory back in the day, then he's obviously got the uh, middleweight belt against Izzy, and now he's uh, going for <coughs> the second belt in the light heavyweight. So it's a, it's a pretty big
0: fight. For people that don't know, so Alex Pereira is like a Amazonian, tribal, scary-looking, you know, does his celebration with the bow. Yeah. And Jiri is... uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he's like a samurai-type operator. He's got the samurai top knot and he poses with the samurai sword. So two kind of colliding worlds.
2: Yeah, just the build-up of the entries in that are going to be worth it. Uh, Just quickly, Adesanya... He he gets Izzy and he had beaten him twice previously to, before yep. the USC, and then he gets done. How come he never stayed down with Izzy and they they looked at doing a third one?
1: I guess because the uh, the title picture was out and also Alex Pereira always struggled to make that weight. He's an okay. enormous uh, middleweight, so going up to light heavyweight was probably always on the cards. You know these guys in the twilight of their career usually start to look at going up, and it probably was an easier path. I think it was it's a pretty it's been a pretty underwhelming uh, weight class yeah. for a while, since hasn't John it? Jones left. Yeah. So, so both of these
0: guys are basically just knockout artists, right? So this is an exciting fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, Yuri choked out Glover. Um, yeah. so that was the last time we saw him before he got that. More
0: from exhaustion than anything yeah, there, wasn't like it? Because they had like, had like
1: over a hundred head strikes each. Glover had him, but then he pulled that guillotine out of nowhere where he had him absolutely rocked. And it, it's like if, it's important to remember that Glover is um, Alex Pereira's coach. So yep. it, the way I see it, Glover checked him. He's not known as like the best striker in the in the UFC, Glover, and he was 44 at the time. He's the coach of Alex Pereira, who's a better striker, and fought Jan Blachowicz, who it was a pretty underwhelming fight. But I think the key to note from that was that he didn't get to wrestle Alex like he did against Izzy, Jan, when uh, when Izzy went up, because that's how he really struggled because of that, that weight. And um, he went pretty well against Yarn and showed some pretty good takedown defense. So I see um, Izzy, uh, I see Alex Pereira checking Yuri quite a bit with that yep. left hook. And if yep. that lands, it's lights out.
0: Yeah. The punching power of Alex Pereira and Jiri gets hit a lot. A lot. Yeah. Uh, so betting odds on that one, Alex Pereira, the favorite uh, eighty. Jiri, $2. Where are we looking?
1: Yeah. So I'm taking Pereira KO. I mean, you get, I think, $1.80, you said, for the straight win. But I can't see, like, Pereira's not going to win by um, submission. So yeah. I think KO's a pretty safe bet for that if he is to win. Um, so that's at 225. I, I don't think it goes five rounds. They're going to they're be thrown throwing down. And then it sets up that fight, I think, for UFC 300 with um, Izzy Adesanya, who's taken a break. You know, his path to the title belt is probably a little bit unclear right now. So aside from maybe a tune-up fight against Rob Whittaker, which would be a, another huge fight, which I could probably see them making the trilogy there, yep. um, I see that at UFC 300 if um, Pereira, because that's a massive fight. It would
0: be amazing. Um, and then we go from the light heavyweight title fight to the heavyweight title fight. Now, this was meant to be Stipe Miocic and John Jones. Uh, John Jones has injured himself. So we've got two fill-in fighters, essentially, and Sergei Pavlovich and Tom Aspinall, uh, Pavlovich uh, of Russian descent, Aspinel, uh, the British fighter, uh, two very big boys. Uh, Sergei Pavlovich has the shortest uh, time in the ring of any fighter in the UFC. So his fights average, I think, a minute 15. And the second shortest average time in the ring is Tom Aspinall. His fights average under two minutes. So neither of these fighters have ever been out of the first round in UFC. Both knockout artists... Aspinall can grapple as well, but this is going to be fireworks. Yeah, it's going to be fireworks, but the
1: key here is it's a five-round fight, mm. so I think you might see a slower pace at the start, these big boys. Um, Aspinall being probably what everyone's saying is better-rounded, but it's important to remember two weeks ago he was sitting on the couch. I mean, he was probably training, but he wasn't in camp, and Sergey was preparing as the stand-in for the Jones and gotcha. um, Stipe fight. Does that happen every title fight? There's an, a third guy just preparing in case? Yeah, it's incredible that the UFC's got this. It's pretty new because we used to – remember how often we used to lose title fights? Yeah. Pretty much they always go ahead now with the stand-in. And um, if you compare it to boxing where, you know, those fights just get turned they over. They get canned, yeah no, yeah. no one's willing to it, fight each it other. Make,
2: it makes a lot of sense though too because yeah. you'd, you'd imagine these camps are so hectic six weeks. There's a big chance that – Injuries, injuries yeah. are going to happen during that period or something unforeseen yeah. could happen. And
0: they get like staff and like oh,
1: so many things. Ringworm. Yeah. but you, They do it even now for the um, the not ranked fighters. So I've got a, like Jacob Malcoon, his first fight was a stand-in where he was just flown over to prepare and make weight. And then once you make weight, you get your
0: contract after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So this one, uh, pff, does it get out of the first round? Well, who knows, but...
2: Do you think they fill themselves out because they've got so much respect for each other's yeah, violence that they take s- their time a little bit with it?
1: Yeah, that's going to spill a few multis, I think. I yeah. think there's a very good chance that these two guys go in. In particular, Aspinall, who's yep. not probably as fit as he would have liked to have been mm. in this fight. I can see that um, maybe they fill each other out a little What about bit a little
2: more. second round knockout then? That's
1: Yeah, well, okay. if, you, if you look forward to my bet, I've got okay. a, you can take <laughs> You can take first or second round, the Sergey. That's 270. 270, yeah. yeah. And this fight
0: probably only ends in KO, right?
1: Oh, well, Aspinall's got two subs in the UFC. He's very
0: well-rounded. Can you sub a guy that big? How do you get around that now? Yeah, right. yeah. So for those out there, if you want to get an idea of what these two look like, Sergey Pavlovich, uh, they're probably 6'3", 6'4", um, to 265 pounds, around 125 kilos. But Sergey has to cut weight to get to 125 <laughs> kilos. And then he'll balloon up over 130 kilos by fight night of pretty much muscle, isn't it? It's all muscle. And, and look, he's knocked out the un unknockable. He's knocked
1: out Taito Vaso in a very quick fight. He's yeah. knocked out Derek Lewis. And Francis Ngannou couldn't lock out Derek Lewis in 25 minutes. So just remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of power. I think so, Scope called uh, Sergey the, the future champ, didn't you, on the on the air? If, a couple mm. of flights
2: to No, no, James? no. It must have been... It must have been <laughs> no, claim you? it, mate. Claim it. Oh, oh, well, I'll claim of, it now. It it might have been, especially yeah, if he comes, becomes One of you boys did. Yeah. yeah.
0: On. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of success on him um, gambling-wise. Uh, he's $2. He's the outsider. Go yeah. figure. Makes no sense. Two Just, weeks notice for Aspinall. $2 yeah. for Sergey, who's absolutely... Value.com. Sergey yeah. Pavlovich. Uh, all right. And remember... What's gambling really costing you? Uh, (laughs) The third fight we want to have a look at, another really exciting fight, uh, Matt Frivola and Benoit Saint-Denis. I hope that was French enough. Uh, Again, two brawlers. Benoit. Two brawlers, Mikey. Um, Yeah, so two brawlers. I mean, I'd say that
1: Benoit has the edge in the striking. Um, Matt, the steamroller Frivola has been knocked out twice in the first round. Um, they one's on a three fight win streak and one's on a four fight win streak. And this is great. So they're, yeah. They're is both great in matchmaking it yep. doesn't do a whole lot for the rankings, this fight, mm. but it's leading into the women's fight. So they've put something up there. That's probably a little bit, I think it's, this probably has the fight of the night, um, candidate for me.
0: Well, I get the, the feeling scope, what Dana likes to do. He likes to build fighters up or give them storylines or make them stars. So you, Every now and then, there's someone that comes along that he'll give a certain fight to pump up their stardom. They want to go big in the French market at the moment, and they've got Cyril Garn, Uh Benoit Saint Denis is a French fighter. He's a brawler. He's pretty exciting. I feel like they're giving him a potential highlight knockout.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially like, um, Frivola got knocked out, I think it was seven seconds. So his chin, oh. is, <laughs> his, his chin is suspect, and it seems like I've, I've I didn't know Benoit Saint Denis heaps before this fight, but I've watched a few of his um, past fights. He seems to be able to draw people into brawls that don't want to get into it. Yeah. So Frivola's real path to victory here, I'd say, would be the grappling exchange. But Cruncher. he always he always goes away from it, and he ends up in these brawls that he probably doesn't want to be in it. Yeah. So I'd say that uh, Favola has the um, the edge on the in the grappling, and if he if he utilises it, has a probably clear path to victory. But this Benoit Saint Denis is he's got some power in those hands
0: question from you from the listeners Mike uh, ask Mike if he sees him rescheduling Jones stipe still dirty we don't get to witness that tomorrow
1: yeah it's upsetting but look I'll be honest with you I think this is a better fight we've got um in the heavyweight division to be perfectly fair like steepe is very near very at the end of his B- yeah, 41 4041 end of career and and Jones you know like everyone wants to see John Jones like I was really only uh watching that fight for Jones but I can't even see really like it's a big injury that John Jones has. Was it
0: Torn Peck?
1: Torn Peck off off the bone or whatever. In his late thirties. It's I don't even know if we see him again.
0: It's probably right. a twelve month. That'd be sad, almost, it? isn't it?
2: Yeah, you get into the end Torn of the Peck period, in right?
0: rugby league, how long would that be? Minimum six, right?
2: Yeah, it depends on age and, and all that factors in as well. Position um as well. But it's not a great injury, especially like fighting and the way that yeah. The UFC yeah. and wrestling and all those things that come into it.
1: And that pec muscle in, the, in fighting is so important. So like they said eight months minimum, but that's eight months. And if you look at Jon Jones, he prepares for a long time for fights. So you're probably looking at 12 to 18 months before he even goes back in then by then, I can guarantee you now, I don't think anyone would be putting their hand up to go in. If, if <laughs> no way. If Pavlovich gets that belt, I don't think mm. James is returning against him.
0: Yeah. Uh, the UFC announced a couple of other big fights this week that are going to take place over the next three, four months. First one, our boy, Alex Volkanovski. He's going to defend his featherweight belt, so he's going down a weight division from what he just fought out, against Ilya Tapuria, a Spanish fighter. Yeah. It's, Too soon. Uh, too soon, man. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not Volk. I'm sure that
1: they're probably going to approach this a bit more methodically than they did the last fight. Like, I mean, we, we said it on the show. It was big risk taking that fight, but yeah. man, that was a bad knockout. It was mm. a really, really bad knockout. And to come back from that, like, you know, like in footy concussions that can take six months for someone to probably recover from a, a bad concussion he was out.
2: Yeah. It was a it was, Decent clip, wasn't
1: it? But look, I'm hopeful. I think um, Volk is so well-rounded that Tapuria will be tested. Yeah. In that, in the exchanges, and uh, I can see Volk winning, provided that hasn't affected him to a point. But also look at the ages. So 35, it's a really bad age for a title fight. Yeah.
0: Fights. So there's a stat. Is it no no fighter over 35 has been successful in yeah. a title fight? It's like t-
1: two two out of like 30 or something. It's two two wins. For so 30. that's the
0: age. That's the golden number. Yeah. 35. Okay. So even like if you look back at, um I'm still right for a title fight. <coughs> How <laughs> well, old are you, Scott? I'm out. out I'm 37. Yeah, you're done.
2: I'm uh, not not part of that uh, statistic. That's <laughs> too for <sure. laughs>
0: Give her your, you're too young. I got probably. seven years. So yeah, yeah, you're ready. probably too young for a title fight though. Like mm. in boxing and MMA, it seems to be more into your 30s, doesn't well, it? A, I feel like the lighter. I looked into
1: that stat a bit further. The lighter you are, the harder it gets. When you get older, when you get older. So as you wonder get out why to that weight, is, like Glover was forty-four when he won that um, belt. Whoa. Dad's army. Um, Randy yeah. Couture did it as well. So it seems like the heavyweight guys can get away with a little bit longer careers. The thickies go older, which is bizarre because they take more damage. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's um it's an interesting stat and I use I usually use it use it when I'm when I'm betting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um. Oh, Benoit Saint Denis and Matt Favolo, betting line. Um. So. So I think Benoit is like dollar forty-four favorite. Yeah, um, for Vol a yeah, bit so over two. I like um, Saint Denis
1: round one. Two, he's been knocked out twice in round one. That pays four fifty. Okay. So it's, okay. It's only a three-round fight. I can see him just drawing this guy in and and
0: throwing done. Down. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I like that. But I mean, the money lines, yeah, like two bucks or something.
0: Just before we look at uh, the other upcoming fights, I'll give you uh, my UFC multi. Uh, Saint Denis, uh, Sergey Pavlovich, and Alex Pereira. He put those three together. Five dollars seventeen huge value
2: it seems it seems pretty solid with the chat with you boys you might have
0: i listen to a lot of ufc content as well and, and so does mikey he's he's been watching past fights Yep. and that's that's yeah my missus you got it. me <laughs> <laughs> well, we, um, haven't been, we haven't watched a series in years <laughs> <laughs> uh you're showing little xavier as well yeah, your son yeah. last time <laughs> last time i was at mikey's house watching the ufc his one year old, two year old two year now. Old. Two year old son was cheering on the VOC fights. <laughs> <laughs> um, he knows what he's destined for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in the ring. He's got 33 years <laughs> to leave. Uh, the other fights announced uh, Sean Strickland, he's going to defend his middleweight belt against South African Drekus Duplessis. Uh, this is the same weight class as Australians, Rob Whitaker and New Zealander uh, Izzy Adesanya. So they're obviously back of the. Back of the line for a while.
1: Yeah, look, I, I felt I did feel a bit for Drakus with that last um, last match, but like, I think it's good for Strickland uh, if he's going to beat anyone. I mean, give him one, one, one pad fight before he comes out comes and takes that belt because I don't think anyone's going to get that belt.
0: For Why him. is Drakus not that likable? I'm just I can't get around him. Have you seen? I've only seen.
2: The, one, like him? the one exchange when Izzy got oh, that into was the, awkward. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I didn't think Izzy held himself. No. That. Well, in that light during that period, so it sort of made him look a little bit better in my eyes, yeah. Okay,
0: so he was trying to smack talk Rob Whitaker before that, and Rob Whitaker doesn't smack talk, so that Mm -hmm. made me a bit like, Oh, yeah, how
1: how can you smack talk Rob Whitaker? But it's unforgivable that he knocked him out to me, so I'll knock you out my mate, you're off, you never come back from
0: that. Oh, well, I feel like I should get behind him because his nickname's Still Knocks. So, I don't know. Is something <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. in that? Uh, all right. The last one. Um, Sean O'Malley has been announced uh, against Marlon Vera. That looks like sort of March next year to defend his title. He's the poster boy now, right? He's the UFC's yeah. golden child. Look, that's a fight
1: really shouldn't have happened in my opinion i think he should have got the he just wins that yeah, doesn't he or no he lost to um, yeah but now that was the leg he hurt his yeah. leg allegedly but look I, I think it's o'malley's time and with vera it's not going to be the same matchup vera's been going for a long time he's taken a fair bit of damage i can see o'malley winning that one yeah but i think they're just trying to pat him up a little bit so they can get that marketing out of him but look i love i love both those fighters i think um at their best, probably Vera does him, but uh, you also get that momentum when you get the belt. I think, um, O'Malley's got that special spark that McGregor had. Yeah. Mm. So I can see him, um, starching him pretty early.
0: Um, just on betting and UFC. So last time you were in here, Mikey, you gave us the stat that 85% of fighters whose surnames ended in OV, uh, had success at UFC level. Uh, following that seven from seven, Fighters, ending in the surname OV, won at the last UFC event in uh, in Dubai. So seven from seven if you had to follow Mikey's betting stats.
2: So the Mowers listeners cleaned up. The Mowers listeners, if they listen to us. Of course, responsibly. If they listen to us. I want to see some
0: slips. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, well, we're, at, we're about tips, not slips here on the Mowers. So we've given you the tips today. We've given you Mikey's bets. He went seven from seven last uh, UFC card. So let's see if we can go three from three on this one. Uh, UFC, this is one of the few shows, I think, in Australia, Gibbo, certainly on radio where we talk extended UFC previews, reviews. Um, so we're going to keep having Mikey on for more cards in the future. Um, any final words on tomorrow's card, Mikey, before we let you go? No, it's a great card. I think um, it's got a
1: good spread. I think I'm, I'm more, most excited for that heavyweight fight. Um, but also, Pereira, I mean... It's a, it's a pretty good card. It's deserving of uh, Madison Square Garden, so it's a pretty exciting
0: card. That's it. Madison Square Garden, New York, UFC 295 tomorrow. Uh, you're in the Moles Club with Scope and Missile, joined by Magic Mike.